Hey everyone, James here. I just wanted to jump in ahead of today's episode to say a huge thank you to all of you who've listened along so far. Obviously, we still have a few more episodes left, but we are near the end, and don't worry, we have more coming. By the time this airs, I think we've already recorded a couple of episodes of our next season. I've still got some editing work to do on them, but we're working on that so that hopefully we can jump right from this season into our next season of Live to Die, which, as you may have heard us talking about constantly during the podcast, we'll be exploring Paizo's Kingmaker adventure path. Super excited for it. In addition to letting you know that, hey, we're almost done, but we're not gone, I did want to ask a huge favor to everyone who's listened along this far with us. If you have the opportunity, please leave us a review on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, whatever you use, please take the time to leave a review, write something about what you like for the show. It makes a huge difference for us and the ability for us to grow this show and the work we do here. So regardless of whether or not you do that, though, a huge thank you from me and the whole team here at live to die This last year that we've been working on this has been absolutely amazing. It's been so much fun, and I know we're all so excited to explore a new adventure and a new story with all of you. Those of you who've reached out and shared your feedback or your experience with us, it's meant the world. So a huge thank you to those of you who've reached out and shared with us what you've liked or, you know, things that we've gotten wrong in the show. Regardless of whether or not you've reached out or are going to leave a review. If you're listening to this episode, thank you for the time and enjoy. Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to be here today. I, I wanted to sort of talk with all of you. How many like uh, adventures or stories have you finished? Because I feel like it's, it's a non-inaccurate trope for people who play role-playing games that you start a game, you play through it. People start making, scheduling gets difficult. People can't make it. Some drift away. You have an idea for a new campaign or new characters. And all of a sudden, it's one of many adventures on the shelf, whether it's a written one or one you brewed up at home that you don't finish who here's finished adventures nope nope uh what well we finished plaguestown yeah that's that's a that's a that standalone counts, right? yeah this would be the third one for me nice I think second for me just like people have lives you know yeah. people change over the course of like a year let alone several years yeah. which is how long one usually lasts so we also haven't finished this one yet so uh True. Don't True. count your chickens True. before they True. hatch, you know? Yeah, there was a, you know, there, there there was definitely a lot of opportunities today for us to not get to record from like smoke detectors to like construction equipment to lawn stuff. Like, I'm just tired. Maybe it's There's a that. sign. <laughs> <laughs> but a sign for whom and against who. Mm. Yeah, I mm. think it's a sign that the characters should just automatically win and we can go home. Okay. Everybody's happy. All right. Win, win. Sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. For me, this feels like like the 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 rare dessert that I get to have as a game master to sort of get to bring this home. So <laughs> I don't like the final fight. You calling it dessert? dessert. Yeah, that seems really <laughs> ominous for us. <laughs> mm, dessert. <laughs> Yummy. Generally, it's a weird relationship between like players and a GM when you're playing a game like this, 
especially if you are friends with that person who is leading the game, because you're like, anytime you're happy, I'm stressed out and sad. Mm. Like, I just want you to not be happy. We yeah. could have used Jane to honeypot this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Use you to our advantage. Uh, jokes on you. That would never work. <laughs> Go dance tantalizingly in front of that. Yeah, bed. exactly. <laughs> Trent. Yeah, Trent dance. Yeah. I was going to say, I actually think this would be more effective if Trent did it. Honestly, that's Fox true. is probably the best option for a honeypot. That's fair. I, uh, He's handsome. It's heroic. Fox. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a real fox. He should just go in there and be Same. like, hey, worm, uh, do you come here often? Or worm? <laughs> I like the way you wriggle. <laughs> I, uh, see, for me... The I, Heidi Klum costume just popped in my head. All right, everybody. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Somebody actually being a worm. That was, that was an in-depth costume. Dude. She does not mess around on costumes. She should never have to wear a costume ever again. She won. It's over. Costumes are done now. It's over. <laughs> costumes are done. So I'll I'll say, Jane, I think there's a lot of fights that I want to win or I want to be difficult because one, I think it makes the story more interesting when you're pushing against something. And, and two, I enjoy Pathfinder because the, the tactical combat portion of Pathfinder is really good. It's, it's why I like it. It it invokes a lot of what I like about like board games or things like XCOM or those sort of video games. Mm -hmm. At this point for me though, what I'm most excited about is seeing how this story comes to an end and where that's at. So I don't know that my goal today is to necessarily to kill all of you. Oh, I mean, God. like one or at two. At least one. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, uh, in, maybe like a D4 rolls worth of characters. So can we yeah. ask <laughs> all of us, if there was <laughs> one character at the table that you would enjoy killing the most, mm-hmm. sure. who would it be? Me. Um, <laughs> oh. that's wow that's depressing. dark and the weird worm. oh okay yeah. well no i don't know that i have one because I, th- I think for me i don't think i'd be doing i don't think i'd be game mastering if i went into this session with a the right story outcome is so and so dying sure i i think because i've definitely i've been gming on and off for ages and i think the the worst the worst the times i've been the worst gm were when i was really trying to create a specific story instead of trying to create a fun experience at the table. And I found that the more I try to force a certain outcome or a certain story point, the less fun the game is for me and for the player. So I think today, as we record these final few episodes, my priority is to make sure this threat feels real, to make sure the stakes feel mechanical and narrative, and to really push all of you into positions where I have a chance of winning and seeing how all of you sort of take uh, control as best you can a situation where, you know, it's, it'll come down to some extent, your choices in the dice. So I want to create those stakes. I want to create that challenge and I want to create the possibility that you fail and I want to see what happens. That's, that's the biggest thing I want. So I guess what I want to kill is a, a set outcome. I will say also that I think I will be extremely sad if any of our characters die. Um, but I also could see really good stories for what the repercussions of any, like all of us surviving or all of us dying or one dying or whoever, you know, like I think that that's a really fun part of this story in particular is that there's so many ways that it could go that make for very good cinema, which is a lot of fun. For sure. And I mean, James has kind of, when we're all talking about our, what do we want to happen if we live and what are we going to have happen if we die and what are we going to have happen if whatever. So I think it's interesting to think about 
how none of that could go the way we planned. Yeah. Like all that <laughs> shit we wrote. Yeah. You know, all of those hours of creative writing. All that, all those hours <laughs> I spent yesterday clickety clacking, like could just be off or not. And that's like a bummer, but it's also kind of cool because we are also not playing towards a narrative outcome yeah, yeah. as well. Well, I think in a way too, having like scenes written out for your character, you know, we all write things about them that may or may not ever actually happen while we're recording. And I think that in a way that can help the stakes feel really real just to us, you know, of like, oh, I know what would happen to Val if she lives through this. So if she dies and I'm just going to like know that that's a future that doesn't exist for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And that that feels really sad, but it could also be a great story. I wanted to bring something up before we launched into this topic, uh, which is, does anybody have a like twist or a thing that they think is going to happen? Because I certainly freaking do. Oh, c- calling for predictions? Yeah, calling All for right. predictions. I may go for it. Do it. Pr- like a twist? Yeah, or like what something you think, you think is going to happen or reveal. Okay, watch the Chuck Palahniuk narrative twist that you're waiting for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. I misunderstood the question, first of all. So <laughs> maybe I didn't know. I thought you like, wrote a p- potential twist. Oh, oh, nice I wrote a, a fox twist? twist? A fox twist. <gasps> it's a foxy twist. Wow. So Is it a fox twist or a foxy twist? Those are very different. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Jared, so far, the, the one who's written romance into his flashbacks. So That's true. Can be foxy. Okay, yeah. so I have this. How do you uh, know mine's not romance? No, I, I'm true. saying so far. How do you know Watson's isn't romance? Okay, anyway, I have a theory. Oh, Oh, Jane was talking. Sorry. sorry. (laughs) No, I think that we've really, really underestimated Kenzen. I think that he is actually a bad guy, maybe a worm prophet, because having seen that this is, you know, he's touched by the worm or whatever. I think for one thing, it's very weird and seemingly irrelevant that they would kidnap him, you know, other than like, oh, these random people that just came into town are here and you're staying, they're staying with you whatever. So like the fact that he's like, Oh no, I'm all chained up on this platform. (laughs) Ah, help me. That was very suspicious to me. (laughs) Also in re-listening, trying to get ready for this to our episodes, when we first met Kenzen, we were like, yeah, cool bird guy. Great. And like, we rolled a sense motive on him. And the answer was like, you don't think he's a gray gardener. Vague. Yeah, that okay. is big. So what I'm thinking is going to happen is that if we go try to find Kenzen, he's going to be like, I will take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think psychologically. You said you couldn't do voices. That was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. I think psychologically this is called rationalization. <laughs> like committing a murder. Yeah. So. Well, uh, also. Maybe. There's a reason we can't trust Val is because Val doesn't trust anyone else. Yeah, Val trusts <laughs> no one. And also Jane is a devotee of the you know, gothic horror kind of genre of fiction, which I love. And I will say there is almost always an element of betrayal. Mm. So brace yourselves. And if Kenton ends up being the bad guy and the main boss of the entire adventure, you all owe me $50. That's the rule. Uh, No, (laughs) I think that, and this is just me. I think that because we found friendship or help in Kenton, that James did that to us. Mm. So I don't know if you don't Kenzen, know if it was like written in. I don't path. know if Kenzen was written into the path, or okay. if we just mm. us Coloradans were like, let's stay in the dispensary, <laughs> yeah. and that's how we became good friends with Kenzen. So now, do you think I, I did that 
because there was a, a thread there, or are you saying that I specifically tried to make you friends with the villain so that it hurts more? I think we made friends with a potential villain, and you were like, Haha, instead of this guy, I'm going to have Kenzen be the person. Mm. Mm. Interesting. That's my plot twist that I'm going with. I okay. like that. I like James that. is a liar. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think that there is no escaping the worm and that I think when we fight it, it like touches all of us in some way and we are infected by the worm's presence. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that like, even if we defeat the worm in this way, that there's like a potential that all of us can become the worm. And so like, we have to seclude ourselves somehow. You know what else I think is really interesting about the way this adventure is written and Trent and I were talking about this the other day, actually, like, we discovered all of this because of the obelisk, which granted, if there was anyone that was actually good at performance in our party, it wouldn't have been as difficult, right. but it definitely seems like there is a possibility for playing this game where you fail that check or you don't get to that point or whatever. Yeah. And you go to the worm and don't know that that's going to happen. And then you end up having to like fight and kill each other or one of your party, which is like, Again, great cinema. Or and like still on the table. You find yeah. out afterward that Kenzen is infected, but like you go tr- to track him down and he's just gone. He's just gone. He's like, yeah. I have to go and find my mother. He uh, blew the coop. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Is he a chicken? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's courageous or not. Uh, Avian coward. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so many cowards in this town. What if we all decided on like a suicide pact? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I will kill all the rest of you. The guy with one year to live. Yeah. Like, all right. Oh, if you insist. <laughs> well, predictions are all in. Uh, and I, I did want to share. Did Jared give one? I, I don't. He, I don't know that I have anything better than any of that. So <laughs> oh, you I'm just gonna. Your own I'm gonna right. Yeah, I'm just gonna piggyback on your guys. I do think that one of us is gonna get, like, become a vessel potentially, and yeah. that, I don't like that. Yeah. I hope it's me, and you guys have to fight me. <laughs> You've been wanting us to fight you this whole time. Every time that there's been something like there was once when we fought something and you got like dominated, but it wasn't dominate or whatever. Like it was like turns you against your allies, but it didn't actually mean like fight us. And you were so visibly disappointed that you weren't about to start swinging at the rest of us. I was. I was like smiling like a dickhead the whole time. I thought my character was going to have to fight you guys. But because it's just so I think that's such a cool thing to have happen is like you have a fighter and like he has this job of taking hit points and doing damage and keeping everybody like keeping them occupied. And if that character was flipped around on you, you guys would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. It would be just, I would just have to fight him. The pox. Mm-hmm. I was going to stay out of range basically. Yeah. I literally <laughs> just pictured this potential hypothetical of everybody fighting Drosharis as like, uh, Avengers Infinity War when they're like about to actually kill Thanos and wow, they're all, there's like four people like <laughs> oh my god it came out like three years ago that's on you uh, but like there's so many people just trying to like hold him down while they're like just kill him just kill yeah, him yeah. or like uh, in Civil War when Iron Man Captain America and the Winter Soldier are like all fighting at the same time mm-hmm. that'd be fucking dope that'd be cool Dude, that'd be dope. masks of death Civil War <laughs> Masks of war. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in, in celebration, though, of this being our final session, and, uh, you know, if this gives you some indication of what some of the, the encounters today are going to be like, I did lay out a bunch of fun patches. So everyone go ahead and take a uh, a patch. Ooh. Oh, God. 
This well, is actually it. really scary that you're just giving these yeah. away. <laughs> well, I mean, mechanically, Pathfinder says that, you know, at the beginning of each session, which in my mind, a session is probably three to five hours normally, you should get a hero point. So we're going to hand out a, a hero patch at the beginning of uh, each session. We get that little cute little animal there. Fox, the fox patch. Oh, for yeah. Fox, oh, fox yeah. patch for fox. So you just brought this today. It's perfect. I did. It's adorable. I got one That's that so says cute. death saves because I feel like I'm going to need it yeah, probably. <laughs> for that. I have one that's Darth Maul's head. It's just fucking awesome. That's pretty cool. I also have a Star Wars cool. shirt on. I have a patch that my real nerdy. my buddy gave us. Oh yeah, that's that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then I think this is an electrical engineering patch yeah. or something. Oh yeah. cool. Hell yeah. Where last we left our adventuring party, you were standing in the room where you took out the final worm prophets. You know that these are the final ones because. Dro, it was you who actually ran the ritual with the obelisk, right? You got mm-hmm. to see through the eyes of the different uh, people who were connected in some way or another to the worm. You've defeated them. You realize you probably have a couple days before the worm's able to complete its ritual. Maybe a little more. Maybe a little less. What are you all going to do? What's next for our intrepid heroes? So Val... Wait, did did Drochar share with us the information that he learned from the obelisk? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Val is going to say, I think that we need to go take care of this bird man one way or the other and make sure that that's not a potential option to just continue fighting this fight. I also think that we're going to need to gain more information about this ritual. Mm-hmm. And I cannot believe that I'm going to say this, but I do think that we need to pick up someone who can actually perform a performance check. Oh, no. And I think it might be Nelibet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What the fuck? I heard he used to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not going to kill the Birdman, are we? He was a massive talent. <laughs> I feel like you just ignored my question. Oh, I, I did. I <laughs> think that he would die either way. Oh, I can save him. Uh, from That from sounds like you want him to. I don't necessarily want to, but I'm willing to if it means stopping this actual threat that is going to take over the world. Well, that's because you're capable of anything. Thank Let's you. Let's just stay Ch- here. That wasn't a compliment. <laughs> this is very inspirational. <laughs> well, is everyone uh, prepared? I mean, at the very least, we have to go track down the, uh, our friend. And we need to rest. Watson, what else yes. do you suggest? What can we possibly do? <clears throat> Well, uh, didn't we learn that we can send him to another plane while while the worm is defeated and, and then it doesn't go to him or something? Perhaps just a couple of us, maybe me and Watson go talk to him first. We leave Killy McShoot everybody outside. That's, that's probably <laughs> a good idea. Him. <laughs> He's clearly talking about Fox. Of course. Um, All right. I don't care how you do it. I just don't want to have this continue to arise. This is clearly a problem that's never going to go away. We're dealing with something way out of our depth and we just need to put a stop to it. So if you think you can do it somehow, be my guest. But if you can't, I'm going to kill him. Well, suppose that leaves me no choice then. If, uh, Shit jumps off. I got your back. She looks suspiciously at Drosharis. How do we get a hold of Nelibet? <sighs> you have to call him. You're the only one that has his number. 
God damn it. He gave you those digits <laughs> directly to you. Do you have them on speed, Rock? <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that I have used my sending spell for the day, but yeah, you did. he claimed that he would just be out tending to the dead and wounded after that horrific giant ghost came out of the guillotine the other night, so I'm sure we can track him down. What a noble hero. I'm sure we can hear him from like five miles away, so <laughs> it shouldn't be hard. Shell Fox and I go and fetch this horrible man while you take care of the bird. That's that's a good idea. Oh, we're really dehumanizing him, but yeah. We can uh, uh we can be gone <laughs> in about sixty seconds. So I'm just ignoring all of these. <laughs> Um, All right, so yes, I do wait, think wait. Fox and Val should go yeah, look yeah, for yeah. Nell a bit well, because we're going to we need, need to perform something. Don't we need Fox to like send him to another plane? Isn't that something that I can't do that? Oh shit! I'm curious. Wait, can we, nobody we, do that? We need Nell a bit. To Nell do that. I'm curious uh, if yeah. the if Kenzen Kenzen right. All of a sudden, my brain just questioned it. Yeah, it's actually different in the book, but I've oh. said Kenzen this whole time, okay. so that's what I'm sticking with. So Kenzen, <laughs> what is it in the book? I wonder if he's aware. Uh, it's Kenzen. I wonder if he's aware. Of like what's happened to him. Yeah, That's kind of uh, what I want to talk to him about. First. Yeah, sure, right. Then I think we should all go, and then we should find Nelabit. I'm just saying, don't fucking shoot him. Okay, I won't shoot Yet. him right away. Yet, unless oh. he's actually a worm prophet, who oh. we've been underestimating this entire time. I don't know why you all are so trusting. It's like Watson is leading everyone now. Yes, that's the way it's always been. <laughs> Not all of us are evil characters. Do you think he has hollow bones? <laughs> Like any, like any normal bird. He's not going to be able to fly away from a to be very heavy. insidious demigod taking root in his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. I think we might be overthinking this situation. All right, let's go track down our friend. We can always rest first if we need to. I don't really need to. I kind of need, to. need to. I think that we should go create a game plan and then get a good night's sleep somewhere that's not a mentally oppressive, dark, disgusting cavern and return tomorrow with somebody who regrettably can actually help us operate this obelisk. I've still got a room at the Starwood Patriots. <laughs> My room is at Soul Mother's Herbs. Well, that's right where we need to go. Let's go find Kenzen, our friend, who we love. I'm, I'm gonna go with Watson. <laughs> and don't want to harm at all. So I I'll hear look around for Nell a bit. Drow falls uh, Watson so down the street. All of you are leaving the Citadel, right? You're yes. Leaving. Yeah. yes. The fortress citadel. So you you all we're stepping with our left foot first. Yeah, what okay. order are we walking mm -hmm. down the street <laughs> in? <laughs> so you work your way through the magically dark trap room, keeping your backs to the wall to not trigger the this the you know scything guillotines. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Work your way up the long switchback staircases, coming up to ah, uh, it's a new day. So probably like a, a late morning, a midday sun coming through what used to be the roof of the. Grey Gardener's Monastery. Uh, Very open space now. Well, at least more open. There's some large skylights Watson installed rather hastily the other evening. My bad. <laughs> Do we feel like immediately better leaving? Because didn't you say it was like mentally pressing down on us it to was. stay there? Yeah. The farther you get away from where you know the worm to be, the more like the less pressure you feel in your head. Can I actually do something about that? Sure. Can I roll Sarah, control maybe. lore? Okay. Yeah, what's uh, what's your bonus? It's gonna be a secret check. It's plus twenty. You know, let's roll this this new die I got. Okay. Yeah, you you definitely feel like 
you know what? Hit us a button for that. You you suspect that the worm probably has some relationship with like mental powers. Like it spoke to you in your heads mentally when it showed up and the pressure felt like a lot stronger when it came there. And what you've heard also just talking to the spirits of the animals in the area, you feel pretty good, uh, pretty confident that it's, it's just this creature has such a mental ability to oppress or control that to even be near it is to feel that. So you're not sure exactly uh, what that means, but it's just something probably a byproduct or of being around something extremely powerful. Sure. I hate that. Cool. So you come out into town. Um, it should be the Harvest Festival, the Jubilee, but it's a little somber still. There's so many people who are hurt or wounded. and How many days since the party? Two. Two? Three, maybe. I'm trying to think. Uh, that morning, all day before. So this would have been... Yeah, two days ago, basically. Just really bringing the vibe down. Mm-hmm. Like me at a party. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's that one really true. got you're, Jason. You're very, you're a very cheerful individual. That's <laughs> not true at all. Uh, so you walk out. You can kind of see the sun shining bright over Lutron. What do you do? I believe we're heading to. Heading to Soul Mamas. Soul Mamas. Soul Mother's herbs. Am starving. Go stop by a bodega on the way. Oh, yes. Get Find a bodega Actually, sandwich. it's the first thing I've ever agreed with you on. I do love petting bodega cats. Rude. <laughs> I love bodega cats. Yes. <laughs> so you're able to stop and get some food on the way by. Uh, there's not Did we much. get like a turkey leg at the Jubilee Festival? <laughs> so I, I think if you're on your way there, if you go through the festival, you could get more food. But I think on your way there, what you're going to find is... Um, like bread and soft cheese is probably the easiest thing to pick up quickly and on the move. Are there still great gardeners around? Like, I mean, they, they don't usually openly like patrol, so anyone could still be a great gardener. Oh, they're definitely scared of us, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too worried about the gardeners at this point. <laughs> One thing I'll <laughs> say gardeners is for breakfast. Yeah, Drosharis yeah. is not hunched over or covered. He is just walking out of the citadel as Night's Wrath. Nice. Oh. Just strutting. Just walking down the street. Yeah, the Valentine is like not hiding any of her weapons anymore. Mm-hmm. Does well. that sun hurt you now? Or no. anything? I'm a daywalker, so I can oh. be healed in the sun. Oh, okay. So you pick up some bread and some soft cheese, maybe a little bit of like uh Gruyere. Watered down wine or something. Uh why are you telling wine? us that our food sucks? <laughs> We could afford good food. So yeah. old wine. <laughs> Why are we getting watered down Sorry, wine? Do you want to stop and have a full meal? There's <laughs> <laughs> a lovely place that does like a few courses around I, the corner. I just want it in everything, does, bagel. Does no one do takeout around here? Not, not really. Hmm. Uh, no, it's fine. Val doesn't really care. That business. I feel like we're avoiding something. <laughs> the bad Killing guy. a bird. Yeah. Val's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you're all stalling. Let's go. So... You find your way to Soul Mother's Herbs. And remember, it, you left it pretty trashed. Um, it does look like it's been cleaned up a little bit. Obviously, the big plate glass windows uh, haven't been replaced, but there is now some like canvas or some sheets that are over them, and it's tacked down. The glass on the street seems to have all been cleaned up. Um, and you do see a couple of people kind of around going in, and you can hear from inside, Next, come here, come, and I will help you. Oh, that's us. 
There's a whole line looking at you like, we've been waiting here. Sorry, We've been sorry. waiting here. My business Val cuts the line. It's very important. Yeah, yeah. Gerald doesn't say anything. He just walks past <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, we people. just walk past the line. It's like they do not understand what it means to stand in line. Uh, sorry, excuse us. Excuse us. We don't queue very well. He gives, actually, he, uh, Watson gives each of them like a gold coin as we pass. It's like, sorry, sorry about a this. A gold coin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much money. Val smacks it out of his hands <laughs> as she walks behind him. <laughs> sorry, sorry. How the fuck you? Uh, so you go in and, and, and Kenzen sees you. Oh. I close the door behind me. Oh, hello. Like, no more customers while we're in here. There's still one customer in there. Like, oh no, what's happening? <laughs> we're just standing in the back with our arms crossed. <laughs> he finishes up. Well, take two. Come see me next week if you're not feeling better, but oh. your spirit should return and your life back to your body. Oh, is there anything I can do to help? Yeah. Ah, uh, perhaps many are still feeling the touch of death. Oh, uh, maybe not. But it is not yet their time, and the Lady of Graves calls for them not yet. Speaking I think, of which. <laughs> I do think that that reference would maybe give Val a little bit of pause because she kind of forgot he was a Phrasma worshiper. And so I think that... Is that a know. conscience? <gasps> Weird. She's no, I think if anything... Character growth. <laughs> I think if anything, she's just like, huh, there's a lot of roads coming back to Phrasma for Val. Hmm. And I don't know if she knows what to really think about that yet. So, Kenzen, how are things here after they've been destroyed? How are you? I'm still weak, but I appreciate all of you. I would not be here if it was not for you. Have you had any terrible nightmares about the demise of humanity? (laughs) (laughs) My dreams have been fraught. I still think about what you told me on the bodies I saw as I left the monastery. Right. Did you ever find the fellow Farazanin worshipper? I did. It has been a long time since it was we could praise the Lady of Graves openly in Litran. Where is he? He works the streets and helps those in need. I heard he's set up and been working at the Jubilee. Of course he did. Have you, uh, have you felt any different lately? I'm tired. I'm sad, but grateful. Joshua I- looks at everybody else and he's like, Why do you ask You're this possessed. Visit? What? You are possessed. What? <laughs> <laughs> I might want to sit down while we explain. He perches. That's Have okay. you ever been it's kind of like to the shadow plane? No, no, I have, I have not. Would you like do to you go? Want to go? <laughs> um, I, I have so much work to do did here. You? Motive sense. Yeah, sense motive. Sense motive also. All right, so now this is a secret. It's a secret perception check. For the record, I also have a plus one if somebody's trying to lie to me. You have a plus one if someone's trying to lie to you. So yeah. All right, I'm hearing Val's doing this and Fox is doing this. Yeah, I'm only a plus twenty-four. I've, I've got your bonuses. Okay. Yeah, I'm 28 with the additional point. Uh, My body just started reacting to the anxiety. I'm like, this, this is it. <laughs> yeah. He seems, like, tired. He seems exhausted. Um, he seems 
sad, like he's standing in the wreckage of like everything he spent his life building. He does when he looks at any of you, like he knows that he was targeted because of you, but he also knows that you're here to help. And when he talks about Phrasma, he does, like you can see there's a lightness uh, in the way he moves or looks, and he does seem happy about that. And what, what, what are you looking at? This is also vague, and it's making me suspicious. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like, well, here's how he works. Like his his motives here seem to be to help people and to to thank you. Although knowing that you know it's it's your presence here that both made things worse, but is maybe making them better. I wanted to kind of also like know specifically sense motive on his reaction to you're possessed like does he seem actually surprised oh, by that or yeah, he seems like he, he doesn't understand he seems like sort of flustered what what Watson uh, you seem like the one who should deliver this news <laughs> bedside manner and all Dude, I'll be downstairs I think you and, just did try. and Val is just <laughs> going to uh, look at Watson and nod and kind of like cover up her weapons and step back a little bit my, my dear friend, uh, give me a wing. And Watson like pats his wing. Oh, you do have hollow bones, huh? And hands. <laughs> oh, it's fascinating. Uh, I'm afraid that you have been touched by the Conqueror Worm because of some ritual. Did was there some a strange ritual performed with you present? I don't remember much of my time right. at the monastery. Right. But I. Oh no. This worm, what I heard, it was, it was worm. I thought I remembered wrong. Yes, uh, it seems that when the worm dies or is defeated by, you know, a group of hapless heroes, uh, it can then infect someone it, it, it's been, it has touched uh, in such a way, which means that if we defeat it, uh, it could go to you, and we don't want that to happen. Now, there are a couple of different ways this can go, of course. Uh, we could kill you. And when you say that, it, it sort, of, he sort of stops and looks down, and looks around his shop and the line of people outside the door. And of course, we don't want to do that, right? That, that's, we don't want that at all. All who live must face her judgment. Right. Now, there's a, a much easier way to do this, though. Uh, we could just send you to another plane. The Pharasmal oh. priest, Nelibet, he should have the ability to do this. And regrettably for me, we need to talk to him anyway. If you're on a different plane, the Conqueror Worm cannot get to you. But I, to be quite honest, we don't really know how long you would have to stay there, though. Well, ostensibly just until we kill the worm and it has nowhere to go. That's what we think. But we can't be sure. You might die anyway. We must all face her judgment. And I shall face mine. You are such a brave bird. Man. Thing. Tango. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do I have time to help those who are here? You probably have 24 hours. 
We need to find the priest first. Then I will help those I can before. Looks at all of you. We're sorry. So am I. He looks at Val. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Elbows George Charis in the side. (laughs) You said you went downstairs. (laughs) I have much to do. (laughs) I'm (laughs) sorry. I have much to do. And it sounds like you as well. Watson, like, is doing his best to not cry right now. Kenzen puts an arm, like a, a winged arm sort of around him. Can I have, can I have a hug? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for what you've done, friend. Thank you, Kenzen. So what's next? Are you actually going to cry right now, James? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Josharis is in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Val well, is, I think, respects Kenzen a little more. It's very brave. And, you know, I think she's struck by the all have to face for asthma in the end. Yeah. So you all you all leave the shop? Yeah, I think we got to go look for Nell a bit. Yeah. I go out the back door and check the brick. Okay. Is he going to kill himself? Dro? No, Kenzen. <laughs> is Kenzen going to like help some people Drew's for 24 hours, close his shop, and then just like blow his brains out or something? Oh my <laughs> god, Trent! Content warning. <laughs> well, he has herbs. There are there are peace, that's more true, peaceful that's true. Would it be so bad? <laughs> so <laughs> as, as all of you leave the shop, he, he watches you leave and then invites the next person in to help them. So you head off to the Jubilee? Mm-hmm. We're going to have to contact uh, our wonderful friend. Oh. Polar uh, Ray? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I, I don't have the ability to send him a message again because I already did it once today. So we have to, I think, just find him the old fashioned way. I'm sure he'll just find us. Like I said, honest. I'm sure we will be able to hear him. <laughs> Do we need to check in with Camilla Ratnock at all? I sent her a message letting her know what had happened here. Okay, I couldn't mm-hmm. remember. I, I thought... sent like a regular message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a crow a message. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Galarian Postal Service. The crow? Yeah. Who knows what he did with that message? <laughs> <laughs> Look, crow mail is very reliable. Uh-uh. Um, we should, while the shops are open, outfit ourselves for tomorrow. I already have an excellent outfit on. It is true. That's not wonderful. necessarily what I mean, but that's true. Your outfit is pretty dope. So right. who's going to be shopping and who's going to be asking after the one-eyed for Asnan? I'm going after the one-eyed for Asnan. I don't uh, I'm shopping. I can aid. I think I'm probably best suited to aid. I hate shopping. Or shop. If you give me a list, I'll pick everything oh up for you. I don't even know what I need. So is Joe just going to do uh, going to DoorDash for everyone? <laughs> yeah, he like, you know, Dro knows fighting and warfare lore, so he goes into the shop and he's like, yeah, that would be good for, mm-hmm, yeah. Watson. I'm just thinking of the Wait. scene in The Wire Wait. when they go into the hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, this was not working. Uber feats. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're so proud of that one. Solid. <laughs> yeah. I could just see you smiling to yourself over there. Okay, so Dro's going to go do a hardware store run. Um, 
the other three of you are all of you asking around after the one-eyed man or no i'll do it because i have a uh discreet inquiry so i can kind of like ask people things but also shield my actual meaning Cool. Um, so I think gather information yeah. is a diplomacy check, if I remember right. Maybe mm-hmm. it's society, but it's diplomacy. Jane, you go ahead and roll a diplomacy. Uh, I, I could do, because a... of this feat, I can do deception or diplomacy, oh, yeah, so I would like to do then. deception. Cool. Go ahead and roll that. Okay. And see if you can find word of a, a one-eyed Farasnan. Now, keep in mind, he's a crusader. Maybe uh, not intrinsically that's a That's a 47. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't take you long to find word of a somewhat off-putting but very helpful one-eyed man with a spiral symbol on his chest. Didn't you say one time that, like, in the actual book, it describes Nelibet as a little off-putting? Yeah. <laughs> Most people don't like him. All right. Well, where is he? Uh, yeah, he's been working out of some of the uh, abandoned spaces and people who left in a hurry from the Jubilee. Okay, we make way. You find your way down there. There's sort of turned a... He's he's essentially turned the... Like one of the big canvas tents into a little bit of like a a med, an aid station. Um, Is it the one where we killed the Grey Gardeners? No, because there's still a... uh, There's still a guillotine in there. People are probably so scared of that now because the Grey Death came out of a guillotine. Yeah, I mean, that one's hidden. You covered it up and it's in there. But like you, you're able to kind of go down and find a few of these tents that have been hooked together as sort of a makeshift field hospital. And I'll go over and, and help while uh, yeah. Mother talking. Starts walking over. Just because we like to teach rules oh, yeah. for gather information, it would be diplomacy. And diplomacy, great. And There's a Unless you're a super He's... legendary liar like Val. Yeah. Beatles and Grimm's books have like a uh, skills oh, chart yeah. that breaks down oh, and everything so nice. that you can do with that skill. Nice. It's pretty cool. Those books are so freaking cool. I can't wait. Cool. You know, um, I just realized in doing that too that Val actually is built for and really good at all of the like social encounter things. Like my deception is a plus 30, you mm-hmm. know, like, and we never get to do that. I mean, the whole first chapter had a lot of social yeah, stuff. And it's just been a long time. Second. We don't do it because you shoot first. <laughs> <laughs> her build is contradictory <laughs> to yeah. how I play her. <laughs> um, you walk over and you can see him. He's no longer wearing like the death shroud outfit. Now it's just sort of like a white robe, his eye patch. He's moving from person to person, tending to some, helping others, talking, saying some rights to others as they die. Nelibet. Val, is that you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, you came up on my blind side. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I hate him so much. <laughs> uh, Have you finished your quest and are we free of the oppression? No, and it's much worse than we probably thought. We need your help and I'm not any happier about this than you are. Wait. Do you think I'm unhappy? <laughs> I don't know what you are, but... I'm Nelbit. Crusader for Phrasma. <laughs> this is this going is so well. hard. <laughs> Listen. The threat that's been bringing all the Sackles here is a god, a demigod, something evil that's taking root in the minds of people who are pulled into some sort of ritual and it just continues to jump from person to person. So the threat that you're trying to fight will never go away until we kill it. And we can't do that until we 
move Kenzin, who I think you met. He's a Tengu, and he has the Birdman. The Birdman, yes. What's good it's, with oh herbs and healing? <sighs> yep. Yes. I feel like you're not giving me a lot of chances <laughs> to talk here, Val. <laughs> I got so many questions. Anyway, he's been touched by this ritual, and we need to send him to another plane. We don't have the ability to do so, and we think that you can help us. We also need you to come into the crypts with us and help us perform a ritual on an obelisk that can give us more information that we need. Why do you think I can help with the obelisk? I heard you used to be an actor. That's not true. (laughs) Although I have at times considered what it would be like to walk a mile in someone else's face shoes, I, uh, this is what I've done. I've been called in service to the Lady of Graves. And I hold her blade as he sort of. Val's gonna be like, Fox, it's, this is up to you. <laughs> and like she kind of like storms off. <laughs> also, I wasn't here about a god. I came here hunting sack hills. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Fox, right? That's it. You got it first try. Awesome. <laughs> Can you send Kinzen to the boneyard for safekeeping? Well, I can't. Can the Lady of Graves? Perhaps there is much that she can do. <sighs> I do have some contacts I could reach out to. I believe you've already met them. Yes, I believe. I'll see if they can lend me their aid in this time. That would be most welcome. Do you need that, like, now? No. Oh, great. But sooner, the sooner the better. Oh, shit, okay. We will be going back to the uh, catacombs in the morning. I shall ask the lady if it is time, and if it is their time or yours. Regardless, Phrasmus Sands, keep running, and I hope that so shall you. Just uh, remind her that if it is our time, then it's everyone's time. All who live must face her judgment off. (laughs) Your national treasure. Thank you. Wait. Oh my God. Where did you come from? (laughs) I'm I'm not very good at running. (laughs) You need to send Kinzen into the spider (laughs) verse. That was a good one. <laughs> As we shall a, bring the spiders <laughs> to see where they go. It kind of is the spider verse. As a yeah. crusader, is he a lord of war? <laughs> no, I'm a champion of war. Got <laughs> really. Are I, we asking him to come help us at the obelisk because he has the unbearable weight of massive talent? Oh my hey. God. That's the second Jane massive talent joke. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Jane. Thanks. <laughs> Everybody's got Nicolas Cage movies up on their computer. Just, just watch out for the bees in there. I will stand strong. I'm made of more things than thin wood or wicker. Or matchsticks. <laughs> I forgot about matchsticks. Man. I'm like racking my brain for any Nick Cage film I can think of, and I fucking missed I think matchstick, that- man. Sorry, the only one listening. I've ever actually seen is National Treasure. <laughs> and I was like, "There's no way for me to work in leaving Las Vegas easily." Yeah, that's I tough. was trying to come up with like a leaving Galt joke, but it yeah. wasn't going to land. Oh shit! What's the Coen Brothers movie? Um, that's vague. Yeah, you're right. But the, the one Nick Cage is in, Raising Arizona. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. also that's Such also going to be hard. Yeah, that's a really good. That's that one's also going to be hard to put in Pathfinder yeah. parlance. Raising Galarian. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Raising Tangu. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, he, he sort of says, like, I'll pray and I'll reach out to my... Um, oh, what are they called? Not psychopomps. The yeah, this, I'll, I'll reach out to the psychopomps and see if any of them... Even have... though they ignored my message. They're busy. <laughs> Jane, do you ever answer your phone when someone calls? <laughs> They're pomping. <laughs> <laughs> They're pumping. <laughs> it was an unknown caller. Like, it's probably spam. It's probably spam. Hi, we're trying to reach you about your extended spell warranty. <laughs> if you act now, you still have time to claim the... Anyway. We're from the hardship department calling you to let you know. That's what. That's the another one of the robocallers that comes out these days. Oh, nice. It's a good collection. So, Kenzin's going to pray. Or, Kenzin's going to treat people. Nelibit's going to pray. Uh, you're doing some shopping. What else do you need or want to do? Balance to rest. Okay. Mm -hmm. You gotta rest. Great. And I'll stay at the Soul Mothers too. Sure. Because that's where my stuff is, but also to kind of keep an eye on Kenzen. I think I've, if I've we're... a perception bonus. I think when you're sleeping, it's like minus 10. Okay. Val would definitely go back to the stalwart Patriot, but she would say to Watson, as they're kind of walking back to wherever they're going, mm -hmm. they're like... I don't actually want to kill him, you know. I just think that he's not wrong when he says everybody has to meet for asthma at the end of the day. It might just be his time, or it might be something that we need to do in order to save everyone else. Yeah, but you seem awful eager to make it his time, you <laughs> fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that was a little uncalled for. Sorry, but... sorry I'm, I haven't had, you know, very much to eat. Did you eat breakfast? Uh, I had cheese. Jesus, Watson, you know, we've talked about this. I'm all this. stuck up now. Jesus. <laughs> all I'm saying is, I'm not eager to kill anyone. I'm just eager to get this taken care of. You should never be eager to kill anyone. That's a terrible thing to do. If we waste time, everybody dies. To some threat that isn't even meant to be. Mm. And she'll, like, walk off to go sleep. All right. Uh, so everyone takes a rest for the evening. Before he goes to sleep, Joe Sharis pulls his, you know, warfare journal out, starts looking through it. But then he also thinks about Nocticula and this idea that she was a demon god and eventually became the Redeemer Queen. And that's, while he's always been a follower of her, he sort of feels that very real feeling. And because he's also into art... He mm -hmm. makes some drawings inside of his book, starts creating some art in her name of like us fighting the great death or maybe some some depictions of us fighting the priests or what some of the other monsters looked like. Just creating the art and adding it to his journal. Okay. Anyone else do anything before bed? Fox is going to write a letter. Ooh. The letter we'll Spend B. about half an hour writing a letter and we'll send it off. So you've all kind of said you're doing a couple different things at night. Uh, Jane, it sounds like Val's rest is going to go rest at the Stalwart Patriot. Dro, you're spending the night at Soul Mama's. Um, Fox is writing a letter in his room, I'm guessing, at the Stalwart Patriot. Yes. Watson, what are you up to? So I think he is kind of um, thinking to himself for a bit. Um, and before we all sort of spread and go our separate ways, mm -hmm. he kind of is like... Um, uh, my friends, I, there's, there's a story from my past that I think I want to share with you all finally. 
Uh, it will color some things about me that you should know, and uh, I think for the fight ahead, uh, it will prove relevant. So allow me to spin a tale for you. I imagine maybe you were all getting, would dinner make sense that you were all getting dinner then before? Yeah, we yeah. met up to give them the supplies that we all bought and mm-hmm. grab something to eat. Okay. Is everyone down for listening to that? Would your characters stay? Sure would. Yeah, Val yeah, would. I think, so. I think this is like weird behavior from Watson, so she wants to see what happens. So I almost imagine it's like a little sitcom. There's the doodle And... You can kind of see from Watson's point of view, like a, a grassland, maybe a, a savanna. And then you just see a hairy foot right down on top of a patch of grass and kind of look up. You can see a leg, blue runic tattoos covering it, kind of pulling up a little more a broad shouldered, powerfully muscular dwarf pushing through the, the brush of the savannah. You can see pale blue eyes, and you can now realize it's a really, relatively at least young Watson. He's got a dirt-covered face as he just sort of looks out over the horizon. His ears twitch hearing a, you know, you can kind of hear what he hears for a moment. A stream nearby drops his pack and staff on the bank of the stream as he works his way over to it, wades down into the water, drinks, swims, floats, relaxes. He's at peace, you can see him there in the river, and he smiles. Walks his way back, sort of pushes through the water to the bank, drinks in silence, stares at his reflection in the water. Uh, has to have been, what, uh, 50 years now? I could just go back home. I'm sure father would. Uh, there's a, like a rustle in the brush nearby. Watson freezes, his hand moves sort of hovering over his staff you see sort of slowly coming out of the brush as a, as a young rhino. And oh my God. Watson <laughs> smiles. It's a perfect opportunity to practice his druid training. Oh. <clears throat> Hello there. What's your name? <sighs> Sold off prick. Watson's eyebrows go up. He probably just conjugated the verb wrong or something. Oh, I am terribly sorry. I have offended you. Um, I'm still learning your rich and beautiful language. The rhino's eyes roll. As much as like an rhino's, a rhino's eyes can roll and wanders off. And you hear, he hears, Don't worry about him. He's always had a bramble up his butt. You can see... The voice coming uh, from the brush, and a second young rhino pushes through and walks over to the bank, bends his head down to drink. Oh, the name's Burberry. Your rhino is good, but your accent is a little off. Try more nasally. Uh, Watson just has like a deep belly laugh at that that echoes. Um... And you're starting to sort of like see more of them together. You see Watson and Burberry are racing. You see them together fighting off a cheetah attack. Over time, you can see Watson hardly aging in the way that dwarfs don't. But Burberry grows larger and stronger and as time passes, older. Eventually, we kind of rejoin all these scenes and you can see the two of them relaxing by a fire. A blanket of stars glistening above. 
Burberry's wrinkles are deep now. His eyes look as much as a rhino's eyes can look. Very tired. Watson, you are my greatest friend, and I love you like a brother. Moves over to Watson. You can see his face is lost in the fire. His eyes seem full of tears, sort of fighting back a sob. I love you too, Burberry. (laughs) And I will always love you. And you hear, get on with it. And Watson's eyes close. His hands shake as he reaches towards his pack, withdrawing a dwarven clan dagger, a moonstone set in its hilt. You just see the sky and a thin ribbon of smoke now, gently rising upwards. And then just a mass of sparks contrasting against the dark sky. Sounds of a struggle, the bellowing of an animal racked with pain. More sparks, more struggle, and then an eerie calm with only the chirping of insects. You can see more now as the camera moves over to the fire and blood begins to slowly roll around the edges of the campfire, panning, following it as it moves, a dagger fall to the ground. We can now see Watson as he looks up towards the sky, screaming out in anguish. Clouds gathering above, lightning cracking, thunder clapping. And then it dies out. Watson lays on his side, his tears mixing in with the blood from his friend. (laughs) That's horrible. What the hell? (laughs) I have done everything you asked, monster. Now you must fulfill your end of this bargain. Leave me in peace, I beg you. Leave me in peace. <laughs> Just let me die. Betrayal. It tasted even better than I expected. I said go! And the fire at that poof, snuffs out in a sudden wind that seems to pick up out of nowhere. Pale moonlight falls on Watson, sobbing as he moves his hand and knee towards what's left of Burberry. Watson lies next to him for hours as the stars whirl by, and as he stands, you can see his hands carved carefully along the rhino's back, belly, and sides, taking what's left of him, leaving no part unused, no part unconsidered or unrespected. Dawn breaks, and Watson walks slowly through the brush, new heavy armor weighing on his shoulders. He looks older at that moment than he ever has through any of the times you've seen him. And we come back to Watson sitting in front of all of you, wearing aged now, but well-worn and well-cared for hide armor. Dude. (laughs) I was having so much trouble keeping that shit together. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, I need a fucking hug, but yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's play. Uh, Okay, are we recording or not? We've been recording the whole time. (laughs) There is a... There is something terrible within me. And I... I think it's best if... If things go sour that you let me die. Hmm. Is it possible this could work to your advantage? How so? 
or they can't really move into your mind if it's already occupied. Hmm. Perhaps that's just the case. Uh, Otherwise, Shaw will kill you. Oh, that was pretty quick. Well, you asked nicely, so... I guess I did just tell you a horrible story. Your good friend, yeah, the rhinoceros thing. You definitely owe somebody for that. Ah, poor Barbara. (laughs) Val is staring off into the middle distance, saying nothing. Just disassociating. (laughs) Okay, also, real quick, I would just like to say that I'm like 99% convinced that this entire backstory was concocted after this game had already begun because Trent <laughs> offhandedly said, I've done terrible things to a rhino. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> we call it emergent storytelling. Right. You never know what your character's going to become when you write them. It's only in playing them you find out that they murdered their best friend, the rhino, and wear their body around. So... <laughs> so Watson is a psychopath. Perhaps. I now see why you and Val are friends. Perhaps. He glowers at Drusharis. Perhaps we could encourage the worm to try and infect me, because perhaps there's some way that the entity inside me could sort of keep it down in a way. Fight it back, maybe. What and happens when it fight? What happens when two evil, powerful entities inside your mind begin to fight each other? I don't know, but that sounds badass. What the fuck was that? (laughs) Then we kill two gods. So, what is this thing? Is it a dragon? Is it? Oh, Hmm. yes, it is a red dragon. Where did it come from? Where did it go? And how did it get inside of you? Cotton Cotton Joe. Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It has to do with the dagger. Uh, It was stolen from a dragon's hoard some time ago which it wasn't very happy about, and, you know, how these things work. Just take it back! Yes, that was the task you have been given. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so this is your fault. How is this my fault? Yeah, why haven't taken you done that already? Why was it hanging on his wall? So He's an old man. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> I on, want his brain is fractured. That whole conversation, and uh-huh. Watson telling that whole story to all three of them, okay. to have been a request. Oh, What's this? This is... Okay. Sorry, one second. I hope. <laughs> yes, this is Binding Val. <gasps> so Watson has requested, now that they are aware of his vow with this mm-hmm. dragon, he's going to request that... Oh, is this a pact binder thing? Yes. Oh, shit. That they help him get the entity inside of him. Okay. Um, elaborate on get. Maybe force. Okay. So We don't even know how to do that. I believe that True. we just stabbed someone with this dagger. Last time, if the I remember The entity is in the entity or the entity is in the worm? Which are you referring to? Oh, the, yes, the worm, yes. Oh. <laughs> Stop trying to find an excuse so, to stab Watson, no, or I'll stab use, you. If you use his clan dagger, he turns into a dragon. Is that not true? It's kind of, yes. So, talk That's to me. what happened during the last fight. But he wants the wor- he's saying he wants the worm to infect his mind over ours. I don't like that plan. We don't know how to control it. We don't know how it chooses or what this ritual is. That's why we need to go back to the obelisk. But even then, who's to say we can control that? This is why this is a mechanically... A request. Mm-hmm. So yeah, would you explain the mechanics, please? Yeah. 
You can make a request of a creature that's friendly or helpful to you. You must couch the request in terms that the target would accept given their current attitude toward you. Sure. The GM sets the DC based on the difficulty of the request. Okay. Some requests are unsavory or impossible, and even a helpful NPC would never agree to them. But with Binding Vow, you get a plus one circumstance bonus to your check against any creatures aware of your vow when you make a request or coerce in service of fulfilling your vow. So you get a, you get a bonus? Yeah. To request. To roll against our what? I think all of you can decide if you want to accept this or not. And then do they get anything from it? I mean, it's a request is the sure. way I'm, I guess I view it. Uh, sure. It's a request and all right. Cool. It's a little more ceremonial, but there's a plus one bonus floating around for them to sort of understand. You get a bonus to carrying out your vow to them. Is that right? Yes. Okay. All right. So that's up to, I think each of you can decide if you accept it or not, but that is something that you would in the, because this is a pact binding thing. Like this is a, a, almost a small ritual that he's enacting you would choose to accept or not would it be too much to say that unanimous is where we need to be on this Val and I think Val is probably even like standing up seething because Watson has always been the person telling her to be more moral or to you know save people and not harm them even today and but also she cares about Watson and so she'd be like I agree just for the listeners when Watson was talking about what he wanted us to do Jane was staring out the window in, in <laughs> anger <laughs> look I, I'm an old man I, I've done horrible things I like to think that I've spent my life making up for them but I think this is the best option available to us. When you say that, you see a softness in Drow's eyes that maybe you haven't seen before, and he reaches out to shake your hand and says, you have my word. I think Val would say, I agree if first we discover more using the obelisk and find out whether or not we can even interpret what kind of consequences this may have. Yes, absolutely. Fox? Well, we rely on you to keep us alive. So I'm having a hard time with that. But if the circumstances were to arise and we felt that it was the only move we had, then I would agree to that. Is this the move? This This is the move. The move. (laughs) I also think it's important for us to understand that perhaps none of us make it out. Absolutely. Even if we win. That's been my assumption. And if that's the case, I guess what I need to say is we must not let the worm out at any cost. Any cost. That I agree with. I agree as well. Yes. We're all making eye contact. Is there more to that? I feel like that sentence had baggage. I'm saying that if we do manage to get the entity into me and... Something has to happen to me. I'm okay with it. Do Are we you all com- okay with that? Because it could happen to any of us. Yes. I don't know if I can kill one of you. You're so strong. 
I expect you to try. Okay, I'll choke you to death. <laughs> That's like a terrible way to do it. <laughs> I should just so personal. <laughs> you revert back to your, your terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, all right. I don't know what this dragon does, but perhaps it's our best shot at having something that's not us even destroy this part of the threat. I'm sure he's capable of that. We need allies. So maybe that would be a good one. <laughs> well, off to bed. Let's see what tomorrow brings next episode. Ah! Oh, oh that was yeah. sad. <laughs> The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com. <laughs>